So Money Episode 278, Gerard Adams. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome back to So Money, everyone. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Gerard Adams is on the show today. He is the co-founder of a website you probably know. You've probably just been on it. It's called Elite Daily. It's a website that advertises itself as the voice of Generation Y. And I know a lot of you are millennials. The site was recently sold for 50 million bucks. And Gerard, or G, as he likes to be called, has quite the story. You know, he's a college dropout turned serial entrepreneur, digital media executive, documentary film producer, and millennial thought leader and philanthropist. He's also been named one of the coolest people in Silicon Alley tech by Business Insider. His story started after he left college after just one semester. He became a first-time entrepreneur shortly after. And, you know, things didn't pan out as he had hoped. He's going to talk about that. Fast forward five years, and he's a self-made multi-millionaire. Today, he's 30 years old. He's built, backed, and invested in nine companies in trades that all have made seven-figure plus profits. Another reason to be impressed by Gerard. Tony Robbins is his guru, and the following Tony Robbins quote changed his life, as it has mine and many others. It goes like this, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And yeah, I live by those words. From there, Gerard was inspired to launch Founders, which is his latest venture, F-O-W-N-D-E-R-S. And it's what he's calling a mentor and a movement uh, that will show a generation how he himself has been able to succeed in business. So he is going in front and center teaching people what he's learned. And it's not out yet, so we'll have to stay tuned for what's to come. Lots of takeaways from our time with Gerard, including, you know, having the guts to quit college. What convinced him that it would work out? What did his parents have to say? Selling Elite Daily for $50 million, and then, as he said, entering a depression soon after. Why? And his number one failure, which happened in a room with over 100 investors, it was gut-wrenching. But you know what? He lived he learned, and he's, of course, the success that he is today. Here is Gerard Adams. Gerard Adams, welcome to So Money. Can I call you G? Sure. A lot of my good friends call me G. All right. You can call me Noosh. That's what my friends call me. Listen, your story is Absolutely incredible. You're living the dream, young man. I mean, you started a company after realizing college wasn't for you. This company has gone on to generate millions of millions of dollars for yourself and your team. And now you're on to the next thing. You're a serial entrepreneur. I want to go back to college with you, Gerard. Before we talk about Elite Daily and all the success of that, that that has spawned, you were in college like a lot of us went to college, but you realized it wasn't for you. You actually had the guts to leave and move on. And tell me about that moment in life for you. I've had on other guests in this show who've quit college, realized it wasn't for them. I think that takes a lot of braveness. You know, um, I really feel that uh, when I, like quickly, it was my first semester, I realized that I looked at college as as a business. And I actually feared staying in school more than 
the fear of entering the real world. And I just had this, you know, this, um, this feeling that if there was ever a time to take a risk, why not do it now while I'm young? And I felt, you know, it, it was a, it was a time that was a perfect time to be an entrepreneur with the way the internet, you know, was, was, you know, providing so many re- great resources for, to self-educate yourself. And, you know, I just real quickly said, you know what, take, take the risk. If you believe in yourself and you want to enter the, you know, try to learn on your own and get out there and find mentors and, you know, now's the time to do it. And, um, so I, I just did. What did everyone think? What did your parents say? <laughs> you know, growing up, my parents wanted me to go to college. They told me, you know, that the American dream was to get good grades, go to college, get a college degree, graduate, you know, get a great job. And, you know, to them, I guess that was what they saw as, as the path to success. Um, but I felt that, you know, it was a different time, you know, and that, um, you know, it was a good time to take a risk. And I told my father, especially, um, that, uh, he was the first person I called and, uh, just said, you know, I think I want to really take a, take, you know, take this risk now. And he basically was like, if you fall or you fail, you know, you have to pick yourself back up. You're going to have to figure it out. If you're going to get back into school, you know, it's on you. And my, both my parents just, you know, they were, they very, they believed in me, they encouraged me, but they made sure that I knew that it was on me. You know, they weren't going to be there to hold my hand. They weren't going to be there to you know, save me if things went wrong or help me get into school. It was, it was on me, um, which kind of put some pressure on me for sure. But it, it also, um, motivated me to say, you know what, I got to hold myself accountable. And if I'm going to become successful, it's on me. I need to get out there and make it happen. That's good parenting. So did you leave college with the idea of elite daily or was there something else that motivated you? What was the the big idea that was going to carry you out of college and hopefully be your first venture? It, you know, I really was interested. So Elite kind of came a little bit um, down the road. Uh, you know, my first idea was around the stock market. I was really interested, you know, just growing up. I, you know, my father worked for Prudential. My mother worked for uh, a supermarket, A&P. Um, they both taught me so much. I owe a lot to them. I mean, just work ethic in general, seeing them work six, seven days a week, um, nonstop to provide for me. My sisters like instilled work ethic in me at a young age, leadership, just instilled leadership in me as well. Um, seeing my mother work as much as she did, I, I just always wanted to, you know, be, become successful so I can give back to them and take care of them. And, um, when I was growing up though, my father, used to want me to write down what the stock was for Prudential when I got home from school. So at a very young age, the first thing that really sparked my interest was, was Wall Street and the stock market. So when I took that risk and jumped out of college, I really wanted to learn, how do I learn how to invest into this like matrix of what, of this, like of Wall Street and what is, what is the stock market? And that was the first thing that sparked uh, my interest. So I decided to start a forum for stock traders that were also uh, looking for a place to learn from other traders and investors within the stock market. And I saw that there was a niche where all the different chat rooms or forms that were coming at that time never had a form of credibility, never had like a rating system. So I said, why don't I just create something that has a rating system similar to eBay, but for each member based upon how good you were as a trader. And that kind of gave you, you know, a little bit of a, a rating to learn from who are really, you know, actually the actual gurus that know how to invest into the stock market. And that was my first initial idea. And how did it do? 
And actually, that was what started it all for me. I became so passionate about investing, so passionate about the stock market. Um, and I, I was able to quickly learn. You know, I quickly started off with only $1,000, you know, but I was just so passionate. It was nonstop asking questions. I was able to, I was working all hour till three in the morning promoting the website and eventually getting 10,000 people to sign up. And, um, and it taught me a lot about investing. I, I started learning from the peers on the site and then eventually I got a phone call, you know, within the first year from a CEO out of New Jersey. He was running a nanotechnology company called M phase technologies. And he was like, I want to advertise with you. And I was like, Oh my God, I can turn this into a business. Like advertise, you know, you know, I, I didn't know. I was, I was super excited. And then when he realized, he was like, I don't think you understand the value of what you created. How old are you? I want to meet you. I was at, based out of New Jersey myself. So I went and met with him. His name was Ron Durando. He became one of my first real mentors. And he basically, when he met me and he saw how young I was, he was like, I think you're doing something really cool, you know, pioneering something with dig- digital media and content that can help also get small cap companies, public companies exposure and he's like, I'm going to teach you what investor relations is. And he offered me a job. And that's when I called home. I was like, this is all working. My site's doing well. Like, I just got an offer. And, th- and I actually took a position of being the director of investor relations for his company if he allowed me to build my company while being there. And that was my first experience with failure. And what happened was interesting. I ended up building his company. I, I, again, I was so passionate. He was actually reinventing the battery, which even till today, I'm so, I'm so interested in, I'm understanding why technology is all evolving so quickly, yet we're still charging our iPhones two to three times a day. It's like, why, why are, you know, why isn't battery technology uh, evolving as quickly? So what he was doing is he created a patented wafer using a a nanotechnology to separate the electrodes and the electrolytes, which are two liquids that um, once he turned the device on and it allowed those liquids to mix through that nanostructure, he basically was creating a infinite shelf life battery known as the nano battery. And I was helping build his website, doing video marketing, writing his press releases, doing everything for him the whole first year. He ended up getting 18,000 shareholders, which was the largest shareholder shareholder base at any small cap company. And I learned a ton being there. Um, and eventually one day I called him up with it towards the end of my first year and I said, I think we should do the first ever live demonstration of the nano battery. There's everybody's excited about what's going on here. So he was like, let's do it. You handle everything. So I handled, you know, the invitation list, wrote the press releases, got PR on it. I filled up a room in New York, you know, over a hundred investment bankers, brokers, you know, retail investors in that room. And got up there. I was super nervous. Introduced the chief scientist officer. Introduced and and, and told you know everybody you know that I was the uh, one who was speaking to them on the phone. Why I believed in the company. Doctor Fred Allen was the chief scientist officer. He came up and went to demonstrate this nano battery. I'm getting so nervous. He's getting. He's got two screens up. He unveils the nano battery. When I mean, he hits a button, it's showing that the battery is not have, not using any energy. And then when he hits the button and turns the device on. It, you know, it boom, it, it shows energy is being used, you know, it shows on the screens, a light bulb lights, and there you go, proves the concept of this nano battery. And let me tell you, when he hits this button, when it, if, if, or when this thing turns on, he's going to raise tens of millions of dollars. M-Phase is about the, this is the biggest moment of the company's, you know, of the company. When he hits that button, you're going to raise tens of millions of dollars to take it into mass production. So he hits that button and it doesn't work. 
And I was devastated. I thought my career was over. Um, I had then dedicated so much and I've seen it work, right? He was partnered with Lucent Bell Labs. I was working with him. I've seen it work. It just was a management issue where they just didn't test it. They didn't, they didn't do their job to prepare. And I was devastated. And that was my first experience with failure. But I took that, learned from that. And that's what led me into my, my next company, which led eventually to Elite Daily. <laughs> well, at least you know what? You were in a really great position in some ways. You're in front of a room full of investors. So that probably was uh, laying the seeds, planting the seeds for future relationships, future network. I mean, clearly this wasn't your fault. Um, you were able to show your strengths and that you were able to bring this room together of impressive people. You had helped build this company up. Too bad they just couldn't deliver. Not what a learning lesson for you. My yeah, goodness. So, so how did Elite you know, Daily journey, I mean, evolve from, from, from this? that day? I mean, you, you went know, like from batteries to a website that's catering cards, to millennials and, and like, news. Hey kid, you got me in this room. I'm pretty surprised. Here's my card, you know, and people recognize how I was able to really get the attention that I did on the company it was really a management issue. So it led me to wanting to continue to do that for other innovative companies. And so I, at this time, I was only like 20, 20 years old, 21 years old around that time. So I decided to start an agency to cater to small cap public traded companies marketing them. And I built and I ended up building a very successful agency. Um, we did about 10 million in revenue by the time I was 24. And I was flying all over the country, meeting all these great, you know, innovative companies. Um, and then 2008 happened. So the, I saw the crash coming. So the market crashes, my, my business completely changes. And at that point in time, I was like, wow, I need to start investing into my own companies. And I kind of was really paying attention to the economy at that, at that point. So I started getting into more, how can I utilize my abilities to uh, build content? And, um, I decided to start doing some documentaries and I did some documentaries on the economy. And then I started investing into commodities and then I had an intern who was working for me at the time who got really interested in the content that I was creating and the, he had an idea. He came to me and said, I want to start a website um, called – it actually started off being more t- t- tailored towards finance. It was actually Lee Wall Street was the first name that was thrown out. And then we were like, wait a second. Right now, whenever we go online and get the news that we're looking for, um, for our generation, it's – you know, there's nothing that's mass market. And we started, you know, thinking about an idea of, well, why don't we, why, why would we tailor ourselves to just finance? We should build something that's, you know, that's all verticals. Like, you know, all these publications were handed down to us. And a lot of the, you know, the millennial websites that were existing at the time were very niche based. They were very much, you know, college based or humor based or entertainment based sports. You know, it was nothing that was like a Huffington post for generation Y. And we saw an opportunity there. And, um, and then we just started attacking it. We, we immediately said, we came up with the name elite daily. Um, luckily it was available. We bought it for nine ninety nine, and we just were so passionate about the idea. We started having fun with it. We started in my apartment and we just every day, you know, just worked at it tirelessly, just having fun and passionately about, and, and that was the beginning of elite daily. Millennials are a huge market, right? Talk a little bit about that opportunity. If anyone on the podcast is thinking of starting a business, a service, a website for millennials, there's a lot of money to be made if you do it right, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the generation is, um, 
you know, the most entrepreneurial generation, but we also have the strongest voice. We're going to have the strongest influence, um, you know, as uh, from a purchasing power, um, we're going to be the, have the largest purchasing power out of any generation. Um, so there's a, just a huge, huge opportunity and we're disrupting so many industries. I don't care what, it, what industry, I mean, we're coming out because of what happened in 2008, we don't look up to institutions anymore. We want to see eye to eye with brands. And therefore, there's a huge opportunity to rebrand um, or come out with a new technology product or service that can really cater towards you know this generation um, and become successful. You sold it for $50 million. What was the negotiation that like? like? I mean, take us kind of behind the scenes. How fast did things kind of kept moving and how did you settle on $50 million? Negotiation process was wow. It was it, it was it was tough. Um, you know, we we were raising money at the time, so <clears throat> you know, as any small company, again, we were this young media company that never raised tens of millions of dollars, going up against media giants like BuzzFeed and the likes that have raised tens of millions of dollars. So at, we were also going through a process of trying to raise capital. So it's tough because at the same time you have my co-founders and team that's day in and day out trying to stay focused on the business to continue the growth that we've had, which was exponential. And then we're also going through a phase of trying to find another option because you always want to look to see what options you have, which was also to raise capital. And then, you know, when, you know, uh, Daily Mail made an offer to us. John Steinberg was one of our advisors, so we did have a close relationship to him. So we wanted to, we wanted to give Daily Mail, the, you know, the, um, you know, the ability to have that first right to, 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 you know, of an exclusive to negotiate with us. But we also wanted to say, well, man, we we should try to see if we can. What if AOL will come in? What if, uh, you know, there's so many other great companies that may look at us as an acquisition, and um, so it was tough and. We, uh, you know, long board meetings, a lot of back and forth with John Steinberg. And, you know, at the end of the day, it came down to the fact that we wanted what was best for the company um, and what was best for the 65 people that are day in and day out, but, but believing in us in that office. And we felt that the Daily Mail was the best fit to give us the infrastructure needed to really scale the company. It was a great partnership. Um, my partner, David, who, who was the CEO had a great relationship with John Steinberg and we just felt that it was, uh, it was the right time. So after a lot of long board meetings and a lot of long calls and me running around New York, meeting with all of our advisors, meeting with all of our investors, um, you know, cause it was my job. I was trying to get, make sure that we were, we were educated on all the different options. Um, so you know, everything else stops at that point in time. You know, you have to really just right. focus on, on that deal. So what are you working on now? You've got a new venture. It's called Founders, F-O-W-N-D-E-R-S. What gave you the inspiration for that and how's it going? So, yeah, I mean, so at that moment when we had the sale, I had this like aha moment. I was just like, wow, regardless of the monetary aspect, this is the dream, you know, to have an idea and... and for you to work, to, to take it to fruition to a point where it's of such value as someone wants to acquire you. And more importantly, you're impacting people, right? People notice the brand, they read it every day, 
enjoy. I mean, I would, I remember sometimes I'd be traveling overseas and like Italy and someone would come up to me and be like, Oh, I love elite daily. I'm like, wow, that's unbelievable. It's even global. And, um, so that was like the, just the dream as any entrepreneur, um, to have an idea and take it to that level. So I, I was like, you know, I've been able to do this a lot of, you know, a, a few times and I've had a lot like earlier I was telling you, I had some failures. I've learned a lot throughout my career. So, you know, for me, it was, how can I do this more? How can I get out there and tell the story more, inspire this generation that you can go out and anything is possible and, you know, chase your dreams, chase your passion and really be able to take an idea and build it into, build it into a successful company. Um, so I so said, that's, that's what makes, that's, you know, I, I had a moment when I met Tony Robbins and he said, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And what fulfills me is being able to work with young entrepreneurs and startups and sharing my experience and mentoring and advising them. So I decided to start branding my story um, on GerardAdams.com and uh, start positioning some new awesome content um, that I'm actionable content I'm going to be putting together through the founder's name. I love that you're getting out there more. Tony Robbins is one of my gurus. I love that quote as well. I have it on my uh, on my wall in my office. That's a great philosophy to live by, a life philosophy. Gerard, what's a money mantra that you have? When it comes to money, what is your number one financial philosophy? Um, for me, it's you know, growing up, it, you know, in, in my early stages, it was, uh, I've always made, I was very much a fundamentalist. So I was like, what are the fundamentals of the investment? Now it's, it's more, it's more people. Um, for me, it's a, no matter what I invest in, whether it's money or time, you know, I just, for me, it's, a, it's, it's about people. And um, I just always make sure that I want to continue to collaborate, create, invest into, you know, good people. You mentioned growing up with a father who works in finance, a mom who worked at uh, the A&P, lots of hard work ethic, exposed to that as a kid growing up. What would you say is your number one money memory as a kid that later as an adult, you know, it stuck with you? It was something that maybe continued to inspire you as you left college to start your business? You know, I was always a hustler <laughs> growing up, no matter what. So... I mean, going way, way back when to when I was even a kid, you know, going and shoveling snow, probably, you know, up and down all my all the blocks around my neighborhood just so I can get some money and then getting a team with me, you know, friends that wanted to go and, you know, split up and see, you know, get as many houses we could and then, you know, split up the money. You know, I mean, for me, you know, even to then when I was a kid, I mean, it's, you know, same same thing, you know, working really hard, you know, getting out there, not being afraid to roll up your sleeves you know, there's no secret to success. It's, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of dedication. You know, you need a good team around you. Um, and, and I carry that to today. What do your parents think of uh, all the success that you have created for yourself? Are they? I ha I'm blessed to have an amazing family. Uh, both, you know, like I mentioned, my mother and father have two sisters, a younger and an older, Monica and Cynthia. And, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, they're all, they're, they're proud um, Monica, my little sister, I, when I went to go see Tony Robbins, um, first row, she came with me and she was transformed herself. And, you know, she's so inspired by what I've been able to do. And I'm, I'm so proud of her. She's grad. She actually, she graduated with a, a degree in communications. Um, and she is out there chasing her dreams. She started her own now, her own, uh, site called operation use to inspire people. So she got, you know, it's great to see her going after her dreams and living that a, a similar, um, going after fulfillment and a life of purpose. And my sister, Cynthia, 
You know, I, I'm so proud of her. She's a mother of two, a mother of three, sorry, my two nephews and niece. And that's a full-time job in itself. But even, even so, she became a little entrepreneur herself and she's, you know, become an amazing baker and started her own company called Cake It Baby. And everyone, you know, everyone around us in New Jersey, like, loves her, her cakes and her cupcakes and everything. And she's, it's, it's a growing business now. And she's, uh, so it's cool, you know, starting to see how, you know, they're, they're chasing their dreams and they're inspired. And then for my, my mother and father, like I said, from day one, it was about giving back to them. So being able to pay off my parents' mortgage, buy them a house, buy my father a car for Father's Day, you know, you know, surprise my pops, you know, with the car, surprise my mom, help my pay my sister's college off, you know, just take care of all the people that I love in my family. I mean, that's what it's about success, you know, being able to take care of the ones you love. Um, so I've been blessed to be able to do that. I love that. I wasn't expecting at all to, for that to come out of the interview, but my gosh, and so at a, such a young age, Gerard, I can't even imagine what you'll be doing in 10 years. You know, I ask my guests often for their so money moments and sounds like you had one already. I mean, with selling Elite Daily with your team for 50 million, would you say that was the so money moment or is there another so money moment, you know, a time in your life where you just experienced financial peak? I definitely do not feel that I've hit financial peak. In fact, when I sold the company, I went to depression for two days. I was, I was like, man, I, you know, cause it's like, you know, it's tough. You know, it was something that I believed in to go along, you know, I thought we were scratching the surface, but you know, you have, uh, I had a lot of co-founder, co-founders and team and and people around me that felt we really, really did feel after thinking about it, you know, it was the best decision for the company so that that can live on and be bigger than any one of us. So that's what drove me that, you know, every day I'm pushing forward. You know, I definitely don't feel that, uh, I've, uh, I still feel, you know, I've got a lot of potential. So I'm just continuing to not take anything for granted, um, by any means, but know that I need to take all these lessons and to continue to get out there and continue to work hard. What's your number one financial habit? Financial habit. Probably, um, I, I, I'm big with quarterly reports. So with all my investments with, with myself, you know, I need to have quarterly reports. You know, I need to be able to every quarter analyze where my investments are, what they're doing, just like you would any public company. You know, I want to know, go through all the income statement, the balance sheet, how the company's performing, what are the goals for the next quarter, what are the goals for the next year? You know, for me, uh, that's, that's very important. A couple so many fill in the blanks for you, starting with one thing that you spend on Gerard that makes your life easier or better. We like to see money as a tool around here that helps us to reach fulfillment. So what's something that you buy that makes your life easy or better or both? I buy time. That's what I buy. Um, if I could buy people, if I can get people around me and-, it, and That's smart. You know, that- or at that my level of thinking or higher that can push me and that can I can delegate to and that I can rely on and that gives me a little bit more time to do things like this to get out there and inspire more and do what I love and and then we can all do it effectively um, and efficiently that's probably the best thing I could do how about this when I donate I like to give to blank because I like to give to underprivileged um, communities you know, so I have a non-for-profit that I just started announced last week in Newark, New Jersey, um, mm-hmm. to try to help give to you know underprivileged youth that didn't ha- don't have the resources um, that they should, and they should have just as much of the uh, potential to 
you know, to build a company, to chase their dreams as anybody. And last but not least, I'm Gerard Adams. I'm so money because... So money because I never give up. <laughs> Spoken like a true 30-year-old. You've got a lot of years ahead of you, Gerard. Congratulations on the Uber ex- success that you've experienced you. to date. Elite Daily is a wonderful website. Your new, your new venture is equally as exciting, and we wish you continued success. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Make sure to sign up at GerardAdams.com. And thank you for Noosh. Noosh, G. Yeah, I didn't even use it during the interview. What a waste. Oh, my gosh. Well, hopefully, you know, we'll connect offline. Would love to buy you a drink, get to know you a little bit more, and see how we can help you. Thank you so much. so much. Have a great day. Bye. If you'd like to learn more about Gerard Adams, his website's gerardadams.com. Of course, there's also EliteDaily.com. He's on Twitter at I am Gerard Adams. All this information at SoMoneyPodcast.com. Click on Ask Farnoosh while you're there and send me your question for the Friday episodes. Also, just this week, I am collecting your comments for Lewis Howes' podcast episode, which aired yesterday. Lewis Howes out with his new book called The School of Greatness. I'm giving away 20 free copies, but you have to submit a comment on his blog post at somanypodcast.com. Talk about what you liked from the interview, what you learned, what you didn't like. I'm going to select 20 people at the end of the week to receive a free copy of his book. Send me those comments and hopefully you will be selected. Thanks so much to my guest, Gerard Adams. Thanks to you for tuning in. Hope your day is so money. <laughs>